0: Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. All right, Come on, welcome Avenue Church. We're so excited you guys are here today. We're pumped. My name's Pastor Jeremy, along with my wife. We have an amazing honor of pastoring this amazing church. And so welcome to uh, just a great, great church. I just want to say real quick, uh, Robert did a great job in the announcements. Because of your investment, because of your generosity, we are are helping uh, some ARC churches launch today. So I pulled that up real quick. We're helping a Grove Community Church in Oklahoma launch today. Today's their first service. We're helping. You can give a hand up for that. Also, we're helping Legacy Church in Minnesota. They're launching today as well. And then the last one is actually called the Ark Church, like Noah's Ark. All right. They know it's going to be raining in Kansas City, and we're helping them launch today. And that's all because of your generosity. And what you have done uh, just through our church, through our city, as well as through our nation. I'm excited uh, to jump in today. I want to recap just real quick. Last week, my wife preached, and she did an incredible job. And so if you were not here last week, jump on our podcast, listen in on that, and she just kicked off our series. And so I got some big shoes to fill, but baby, I'm going to do it today in Jesus' name. Uh, next uh, month, we're starting another series called Mixtape. Uh, Mixtape is our sex, uh, dating, a marriage series, but it's also going to be an 80s theme in mixtape. Raise your hand if you were born in the 80s. Raise your hand if you were born in the 80s. Raise your hand if you lived in the 80s. You were alive and well in the 80s. All right, ladies, raise your hand if you had that nice uh, curl of hair. You know what I'm talking about? You probably go to sleep in that ginormous, it's like a trash can, right? You just put that thing in and you had the roller, uh, tweed, all those different things like that. So we're going to do an 80s theme and it's going to be fun. So we're talking about love, sex, and marriage. And I want to encourage, you single people. Raise your hand if you're single. Single. Look around. Look around real quick. Look around. Look around. Look around, helping you out there, but the single folks, Matt, the first, because I've never truly enjoyed relationship series as a single person. I was always like, here we go, keep talking, but you know what, the very first series, the very first message of that series, we're all going to talk about singlehood, and it's going to be amazing with Pastor Monica, and so we're excited for that. Maybe she'll be in a jumpsuit, I don't know, if she'll be in like a full-blown thing, we won't dress up for that, but make sure you are there, right? There you go, oh, there you go. She's going to be OG. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, we'll get some bandanas for that. Then, that's going to be six weeks long. Then, we're going to be celebrating a February 11th. You ready for this? We're celebrating one year as a church. One year. All right? We did it, everybody. We did it, right? So one year as a church, make sure you come on February 11th. Bring everybody you know, because we're going all out. We're going to party. It's going to be incredible. Juan's going to be doing something ridiculous. It's going to be amazing. And so make sure you come on out for our, our party at 9, 30, 11, of February 11th. And as well as during the worship moment, I talked about us being in a 21-day fast. And many of us are fasting, we're fasting different things, whether it's social media, come on somebody, right? Or it's uh, food of some type, or a TV show, chocolates, whatever the God, God has placed in your heart. And it's been amazing hearing stories, and today we're at day 14 of our fast, and I want to encourage you. Today's your first time, and you're encouraged to do a fast do it for the rest of the seven days. Do it for one more week with us. Jump in today or even tomorrow, and we're going to fast something, anything. And on February 21st, Sunday evening, we're going to worship, and we're going to bring all praise and glory to God, expecting God some big things. And then we're going to break our fast after worship. Come on, we're going to get hamburger or a cake in Jesus' name. It's going to be amazing. All right, maybe I'll just, I'll just, I'll stay up all night doing social media. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. So maybe Make sure you join us Sunday, on um, January 21st for our worship night. And so we're in a series. Let's try that again. How many enjoying this series so far? Enjoying that? Let's try that again. I don't know if you've ever said that or if you've been in a situation where you messed up or screwed up and you wanted a do-over. If that's you and you're real this morning, raise your hand and say, that's me. I need a do-over. I messed up, screwed up. Even on Saturday morning, just yesterday... I got ready, woke up. Got my day ready, made a protein shake and bananas and all those different things. And I was in a hurry to go out the door. I wanted to get out the door to get the Saturday morning prayer here at Avenue Church at 9 a.m. Takes place every Saturday. And so I got my backpack and I got my, my protein thing, but it's in a solo cup. How many know that's my first mistake, all right? It's in a solo cup with a straw. I'm going to drink it on the way to the church. And uh, I'm trying to get out the door. And all of a sudden I hear uh, some, some liquid falling. And uh, then I, my leg feels a little cold. It's a little chilly in my leg. And I look down, I'm carrying everything, and I, I spilled my protein shake. And so I'm like, shoot, you know? So I, I clean that up and get it all going. And then I didn't realize it also fell on my backpack. So when I put it on, I walked out through the kitchen. There's a nice trail of protein shake just dripping all over the place. And I was getting upset. And I remember telling myself, let's try that again. Now, like, not like many of you, but I didn't say it in a very Christ-like way. I was like, let's try that again. My, my son's like, what's the matter, Daddy? Nothing, son. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> One time, uh, how about first impressions? One time, we were walking around my old neighborhood, and uh, we're walking around look at Christmas lights, and we stopped at this one house and it was just awesome. So we took a moment, looked at their Christmas lights, their door opened up, and they said, You like our Christmas lights? And we're like, Yes, you know, this is Las Vegas, so we're not used to that, right? Like, don't kill me, you know? And they said, Come on into our home. I said, Really? Like, you're not from around here, are you? And they said, come on into our house. And so we came into their house. and We told them, you know, we're pastors and, and, and you know, what we do and things like that. And they told us they did, like, graphic design. And I believe he was a firefighter. And, uh, and they had some kids. So my wife was talking to their kid. And I wanted to make a good impression, so very much ADD kind of kicks into my life. And so I was playing catch with their little boy. I was like, sweet. So my wife's having like an adult conversation, and I'm over here playing catch with her child. And so I was like, go long, go long, right? Trying to like really get him to like me. I was like, go along. And I threw it, and it hit a wall, and it hit another wall, and then it hits the nativity scene and breaks it. I said true story. I was like, let's do that again, you know. So I went up to the nativity scene, and I, and I did have a moment. I thought, should I just leave? Can we be real? Right? Like, praise God. we are going to go. We had an emergency. Walk out. And so I said, I'm so sorry. I broke baby Jesus. I gotta put him back together. Are you a pastor? Yes, praise God. I'm a pastor. And so we left that house, and I, I thought to myself, I really need to do that again. But we never saw them again. I don't know why they didn't invite me over, or we, we didn't hang out after that. But I want to be real clear in this series that this series is not about doing it over again so we can fail again. That this series is simply, you know what, let's try that again, but let's do it with him. Let's do it with Jesus Christ. Let's live this life to say, you know what, 2017 wasn't very enjoyable, but you know what, 2018, I'm not going to do it in my strength. I'm going to do it in God's strength. I'm going to allow God to lead me, lead me in 2018. Don't let him leave you, but let him lead you. Let's live with Jesus and for Jesus so that we can see what he can do. How many are on board with that? Let us try it again with him. I'm going to show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians five, seventeen simply says this. Therefore, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. going I get an amen? amen? Come on, everybody. The new has come. So when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, when we say, Jesus, let's try that again. The Bible says we become new creations, and we become new in Christ Jesus. But I have noticed that when we try it again, when God says, hey, I'm going to take you this morning, I'm going to make you a new creation, you're brand new, but then I'm going to give you another step. See, at Avenue Church, we believe in steps that God wants us to take. Step number one is simply to know God that when we know him, we encounter him during worship on a Sunday morning in Growth Track, we begin to know God. But then number two, God doesn't want to just stay there knowing him, he wants to get us free of some things. And so when we begin to find freedom, that's when we begin to experience who God really is. We say, God, I know who you are, but Jesus, you set me free. But God doesn't stop there. Then God says, you know what? I place purpose in your life, and I I made you on purpose and for a purpose. So at Growth Track, every Sunday, after every service, We're going to give you a book and we're going to help you figure out God's unique design for your life. This is the full growth track book. You could take, you can read this and say, God, what is my purpose? God, what have you called me to do? Because we want you to make a difference every single day and every single week. This is free, by the way. Can I say hello? Right? Free, by the way. And so we want to get you to take a step. And so here in Corinthians, I'm going to jump over to the Living Bible, and this is what it says. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person on the inside. He becomes a brand new person on the inside. I'm telling you that anger, the anxiety, that fear, that worry. God said, I'm going to make you brand new. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. A new life has begun. All these things are new from God and been brought to back us back to himself through what Christ Jesus did and given us the privilege, given us the privilege of urging everyone to come to, into his favor and to be reconciled with him. For God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself, no longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. No longer counting your sins against you, but blotting them out. You know what the word blotting means? That means to wipe out or destroy. So when you make a decision this morning, say, let me try that again. But with him, God's going to blot out. He's going to wipe out. He's going to destroy your sins. In Jesus' name, we can walk out of here without guilt, without shame. To say, I'm a new creation. You can give God a praise for that one. Come on, I like that. Come on, 930. Here we go. A new creation in Christ Jesus. This is the wonderful message that he has given himself to us. To tell others. This is the wonderful message he has given to us to tell others. God wants you not only to know him, but God wants to use you to help others know him. You catch that? God says, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to make you a new creation. I'm going to to change from the inside out. I'm going to wipe out, destroy, blot out your sins. You are now new and you have been set free. But sometimes we stop there, don't we? We allow some things of our past to stop us. We allow our present circumstances to stop us. And God is saying, now it is time for me to use you. It is time for me to use you to tell others about Jesus. Regardless of your age, regardless of your status, regardless of who you are, what you are, where you've been, where you're currently serving, what you're doing right now. God says, I want to use you to make a difference. That God wants to use you. In 2018, it's the year that we try it again with him. I have an agenda today, and that is to prove to you that God can use anyone. That God can use anyone. That God has placed a purpose on every single person that is here this morning. And so if you've got your Bibles, I want you just to simply turn into your book you John chapter 21 with me. If you got your paperback, you can pull those out. I brought my paperback this morning because my wife was kind of dogging me last week, and she's mouth, my, my, my husband's digital, right? So I got a paperback to prove I'm a real Christian, all right? Or you got your iPhones, your Samsung, your Androids. Pop up your, your version app. If you've never had a Bible, we would love to give you a free Bible that you could take with you. Uh, you could highlight it, mark it up, put your name in there, date it, to say, you know what? Today's the day I became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Is that cool? All right. So turn your neighbor and say, let's try that again. Let's try that again. Turn your second best neighbor that you completely ignored and say, let's try that again. Let's try that again. Feel free to give me some feedback this morning, but I'm going to prove to you that God can use anybody. If you don't mind, I'm going to talk about a man who made some mistakes, a man who constantly had to say, let's try that again. A man that I love in the Bible that I begin to uh, read over and over this week. And man, I actually said, man, I could spend like an hour preaching on this guy. I could preach an hour on all the mistakes and restoration, mistakes and restoration that this man made. That there was a man named Peter who was a fisherman, but he met Jesus. He met Jesus. In Luke chapter 5, it said, when Simon Peter was fishing, He was out there fishing all by himself. He was with the disciples, and Jesus showed up on the shore, and this is what he said. Jesus showed up and said, hey, I want you to cast your net out of the boat. And Peter said, I don't know who this dude is. Have you ever had someone show up at your work and try to tell you what to do? And you're like, I don't know who you are, but I've been fishing all night, and I caught nothing. I've been fishing all night, and I caught nothing. But Jesus said, cast your nets out. And so they said, fine. They cast it out, because Jesus had influence. They They threw their nets out. All of a sudden, all this fish came into their nets. They could barely pull it into the boat, but their nets never broke. And when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man. We don't know anything about Peter's life until the day he met Jesus for the very first time. And this is his reproach. This is his, this is his approach to Jesus. He said, I, he, he fell to his knees and said, Lord, please leave me. I'm a sinful man. Peter began to know Jesus and it changed his life. He began to know Jesus and it changed his life. Then Peter, he left it all because Jesus simply said, come follow me. So Jesus, uh, Peter left, and he began to follow Jesus for three years because he gave him purpose. A successful moment, they left it all to fish for people. So he follows Jesus for three years. He walks on water. He gets to heal the sick. He gets to cast out demons. He begins to see Jesus feed the 3,000, the 5,000, sees Jesus resurrect a dead man out of a cave named Lazarus. And he's following Jesus for these three years. Make it a difference, discovered his purpose. But then one night, towards the end of Jesus' ministry, Jesus talked about getting crucified. He said, gentlemen, I'm going to, I'm about to die. I'm about, I'm about to be crucified. And Peter declares this, this is why I like Peter. He's a big mouth. Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I'll never disown you. I'll never allow it to happen. I'm your guy, I'm your man. This will never happen. Will never happen. And then Jesus said, by the time the rooster crows, you've denied me three times. How many of all, how many appreciate the faith that Jesus had in Peter, right? You're like, Jesus, I'm living for you. I got this baby. He said, by the time the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. I'll be like, what rooster? Where's the rooster at? But he said, I won't deny you. I won't disown you even if I die. Sometimes it can be like that in our walk with Jesus, Right? We can say, God, I'm 100% for you. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be amazing. You know what? James chapter 1 says trials produce perseverance. the developing of my faith. I'm going to grow stronger. I got this. But then when a trial hits us or a situation hits us, what happens? I'm I'm done. I'm tapping out. This is too hard. This is too difficult. And this is exactly what happened to Peter. Peter is with Jesus at the Garden of the And Jesus gets arrested. Jesus gets arrested. The Bible says that as they seized him, Peter took out a knife or a sword and he cut the guard's ear off. And Jesus is like, Peter, come on. I like how we read over that scripture verse where Peter's like this like, like spaz disciple where everyone else is like, Jesus, don't get arrested. And Peter pulls the sword out. He's like, come here. He cuts the guy's ear off. Jesus is like, Peter. He picks the ear up and heals the guy. Peter's like, dude, that's awesome, right? But then the Bible says, as Jesus was taken off to be crucified, Peter followed at a distance. He followed at a distance. A little girl came up to Peter and she said, hey, aren't you a Christian? Aren't you a Jesus follower? And Peter said, no, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. The Bible even said he cursed. He said, oh, heck no, I am not a Christ follower. Then he went down the road a little bit more, following at a distance another little girl. She said, aren't you a a Christ follower? Aren't you a Christian? It's like, don't you go to Avenue Church? And he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't know who that is and who he is. No. And then later on, there's a, a small crowd. And they said, aren't you a Christ follower? And Peter said, no, I'm not. And immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered exactly what Jesus said. How many know in his heart, in that moment, he probably said, I need to try that again. I wish I had a do-over. I wish I can go back to the very beginning. He even warned me for crying out loud. He told me about a rooster. I would have found every rooster and bought them and like you know do something to them, all right? But then the Bible says that Peter went back to the only thing that he knew, He was embarrassed, filled with guilt and shame that he went back to fishing. He went back to the starting line. I don't have a lot of points this morning, but just simply a prayer as I've been praying for our church. That sometimes it can feel like we're doing so well, we're pressing forward. It's been a good three years. We've been walking with Jesus, many of us for a lifetime, many of us for maybe just a few years, maybe a week or a month. And all of a sudden, we make a mistake, or or we we fail, or we trip and we fall. And we find ourselves right back at the starting line. That Peter went right back to where he met Jesus three years. Some of us, we go right back to what's comfortable. We go right back to what never worked before, but it was a place of comfort. It never worked for me before. It was killing me. But I went right back to it. Because it's all that I know. And so here's Peter, and he tells his disciples, he says, You know what? Jesus is he's gone and he died. The day he resurrected, he rose again. We've already seen him twice, but I still haven't found that freedom. So Peter said, Let's go fishing. Let's go pick up the tools and the resources that we did before. Let's go back to fishing. And so the Bible says they were out on their boat, they had their nets cast to on one side, didn't catch anything but here is a let's do it again moment where Jesus shows back up, but this time they don't recognize him. And Jesus said, hey, did you catch anything yet? I love this is Jesus, right? Is it working for you? Did going back help? He's not being sarcastic, but he's saying, did you catch anything? The disciples are saying, no. I don't know if you've ever had a task. Like yesterday, my washer and dryer broke. And so we got a new one and and brought it home. And I'm trying to fix this thing. I'm struggling. And my wife pops her head in. I love my baby. And she walks in and she goes, are you done yet? I was like, no, not done yet. I like being behind the dryer. It's fun. But sometimes, (laughs) don't tell her I said that, y'all, okay. Sometimes, uh." When we're doing things on our own strength, on our own accord, we get a little frustrated. And Jesus said, Is it working? Did you catch anything? And they said, no, we did not. And then Jesus says exactly what he said the very first time. He said, cast your nets out on the other side of the boat. They begin to recognize that voice again. So they cast it on the other side of the boat. And again, they caught all this fish that they never caught before. And they pulled it in. And then the Bible says that the one whom Jesus loved, which is John, which he wrote the book of John. So John's got problems, all right? And so John said, the one, John recognized Jesus and said, Peter, It's Jesus. You know the right thing that Peter did? He didn't, going back wasn't right, but he hung out with the right person. The right person helped him to identify that is Christ. That is the man that we need to get to. And the Bible says Peter put on his clothes. He put on some burden. He put on some stuff. But he got out of the boat and he swam to shore to Jesus. And here's our scripture this morning. John chapter 21. He called out to them, friends, have you not any fish? No, he answered, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. When they had finished eating... So Jesus makes a meal for them. He feeds them. And he said, when he had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Yes, God, you know I love you. Again, Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Have you ever like hung out with God or in your prayer time and you're like, God, speak to me. And he's like, feed my sheep. Like, I don't know what that means, why you're saying that. Okay, I'll write it down, Lord, for a future time. But then I said a third time, Peter, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. And you know that I love you. And Jesus said a third time, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. That God did not shame Peter in front of the other disciples. He didn't come back and, and rebuke Peter for failing, for messing up. He, nah, he found Peter exactly where Peter was. Then he had a meal with Peter. He spent time with Peter. He reminded Peter of his purpose. He told Peter, you have a future. I have a plan for my life. You have a calling and you're still going to make a difference in the lives of people. Not just any people, but my people. I love that, that that Jesus didn't say, why did you rebuke me three times? Why weren't you there with me when I was on that cross? Where were you inside? John was right there, but where where was Peter? But Jesus lovingly loved Peter. He began to say, I trust you, Peter, even though you denied me. I trust you, even though you ran away. I've given you purpose, and I have placed in you to feed my sheep. I believe many of us here today, we're having a Peter moment. Where God is saying, you know what? I need you to feed my sheep. So I got three questions for you today as I close. There's three significant things that took place during this life of Peter, during the story of Peter. I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Number one, write down, am I afraid of the past? Because there's many things that are keeping us away from a let's try that again with him moment. Am I afraid of the past? Jesus said three times, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. You know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. Then a third time, Peter, do you love me? Yes, God, I love you. I will do anything for you. Lord, I love you. Then feed my sheep. The reason why Jesus said it three times was because Peter denied him three times. In those three denials, God was saying, I'm going to bring you freedom from your past. We're going to discuss this. We're going to talk about this. But I want to bring you healing. That God began to know that Peter knew who Jesus was, but then he brought him freedom. He said, do you love me? I deny Jesus. Do you love me? Yes. Then feed my sheep. I deny Jesus. Do you love me? Yes. Then feed my sheep. I deny Jesus. Do you love me? Yes. Then feed my sheep. What does it mean to feed my sheep? means to make a difference. So am I afraid of the past. That Jesus brought him back to free him from it. And Romans 11:29 says for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. You catch that? For God's gift and his call are irrevocable. God placed a call in your life. He's given you a gift. He's given you purpose. And I'm here to tell you, nothing you do can mess that up. That God doesn't look at your past and go, oh, look at their resume. Oh, look at all that they've done. God says, I want to make you a new creation. I want to blot all that out. Everything and keeping the calling and the gift intact in your life. Don't you dare allow the past to cripple you or to handicap you. In Jesus' name, I believe that that testing is now a testimony in Christ Jesus. Are you afraid of your past? You know what, you know how you know you're afraid of your past? It's all you think about. It's all you think about. And I'm here to tell you every time the enemy tries to bring that up, you know what you did, you know who you were. Someone shared with me yesterday, she did a, uh, you know, a, a ministerial thing and people are going, that's not the, the Monica I knew. Well, guess what, you knew me in my BC days before Christ but now you get to meet the new me someone that God has placed a purpose and a call in my life that God will use he will use the detours that when you've messed God screwed it all up went all the way back to the finish line I don't know if you ran a race but it's like you turned around and went back to start I was with a friend this week. I just, I love him to death. Just taking a detour. And saying the call and the gift of God are irrevocable. They're still in you. God's going to take you up. He's going to heal you. He's going to get you healthy. He's going to restore you. But then he's going to say, feed my sheep. I've given you a plan. I've given you a purpose. Don't you dare allow the past to cripple you. The second question is, am I afraid of the crowd? Oh, buddy. Am I afraid of the crowd? Am I afraid of what others are saying of me? I love that a little girl confronted Peter. Don't you love kids sometimes? Right? My, my, my daddy said he don't like you. I don't know what they're talking about. But a little girl said, aren't you a Jesus follower? And he said, no. Two girls in a crowd And Peter denied Christ. Why? Because he had a fear of man. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord will be safe. But did you know Jesus himself was talked about? In the Bible, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of man, the Son of God. And people say, isn't that Joseph's son? Isn't he just a carpenter? I want to encourage you today Are we truly afraid of the crowd? Are we afraid of what others will say? That people might say, I know who you are, but there's no way you're serving at Avenue Church. There's no way you're making a difference. There is no way you graduated from growth track. I, I always tell people when they graduate from growth track, I say, can we take your picture? I asked always I go, "Can we take your picture and put it on social media?" And they go, "Yes." I go, "Why?" You, the reason why I asked that is because we're going to exploit you. All right? We're going to tell the world that you've been through growth track and that you're now making a difference. Why? Because people are going to look at you and go, "I know who they are. I know who they were. If God could do it in them, God could do it in me. Let your, let your testimony shine in Christ Jesus. Let their whispers turn to witnesses, that God can do it in them. He can do it in you. And here's the last one. Am I afraid of failure? Can I really succeed? Let me tell you how good our God is. It doesn't matter if we fail. God doesn't say, oh man, I gave you a task. I gave you a gift. I gave you a calling and you screwed it up. I'm going to go find somebody else. God says, no, I'm going to kick you right back. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to say, let's try that again. Let's try that again. Matthew 28 20, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. To be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. If God is for us, come on, everybody. If God is for us, who can be against us? With God, we truly cannot fail. Here's my last point today. Is you can make a difference. This message really messed with me this week. To say the life of Peter. Because I've encountered a lot of Peters in my life. Yeah, I myself was a Peter. To say, I know that I know that I know. I know the right things to do, the right things to say. But here I am making a mistake. Here I am saying, let's try that. I'm going to encourage you this morning. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. It says this, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. I want you to see that word right there, household. Worship team, I'm about to get ready. I'm about to do this, all right? You and your household, believe in the Lord and you will be saved, you and your household. I studied that. And this is where it's going to get real good. I'm about to close. But your household it doesn't just mean your house. That original word household means your sphere of influence. Your sphere of influence. That when you believe in Christ, you'll be saved. But all those that are around you say, what is different about you? Something's changed in your life. I need what you have. That you know that every single person you've come into contact with, you have influence over their lives. So, will you stand with me, please, real quick this morning? Here's what I want you to do today. In just a moment, we're going to pray and we're going to go into one last song. But I really believe that this message is a little somber, it's a little tough this morning. But I'm going to give you some action points today. Action point number one is, I want you to get involved at Avenue Church. I want you to go to the growth track. Today's step two. Last week we had someone, uh, she did step one and she graduated because she went backwards. She went two, then three, then four, and then one. All right, she wanted to know what she was good at. All right, before she learned about our church. Come on, somebody. But get involved at in Avenue that God wants to use you and he can use you. You might say, I don't have a calling. I don't have a gift. Yes, you do. And we're going to pull that out of you. We're going to pull that out of you. We're going to find out what it is and we can use it for his praise and his glory. Maybe it's a small group. Maybe it's leading a group in your home. Maybe it's leading a group at a coffee shop. Remember, it's free market based. I'm not good at anything it's a basketball well then go play basketball i'm not good at anything for crocheting then crochet guess what's gonna happen if you have a crochet group a bunch of young ladies are gonna come and you might you might say i don't know how to disciple them just let them talk trust me you will disciple them Maybe you have a gift to be used in the local church. I want you to understand. Do not place your gift in a box. Why? Because the Bible says that you're going to influence those around you for God's praise and God's glory. So get involved. Let's do this. Because life isn't worth it living alone. We weren't made that way. We weren't made that way. Get involved in track. Discover God's unique design for you today. And here's my last one, is give your life to Jesus Christ. It's been amazing being in a a 21-day fast, a fast of different sorts. But I really believe that this message today, you know, I tried to make it, how fun can I make this today? How crazy can I make this today? And God began to say, I have a unique and simplistic message for some specific individuals today. And that is, I've set you free from your past. But there's no wrong I can't blot out. There's no sin too great that I can't wipe away or destroy. That God says, I want to give you a fresh start. Why? Because you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are brand new. And now that you are brand new, grab people for Jesus. Become fishers of men in Christ Jesus. So let me pray over you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word. Father, thank you for Peter. Father, I'm grateful that Peter wasn't perfect. I'm grateful that Peter was a a loud mouth. Peter was a man who got out of the boat. Peter was a man who didn't wait for permission. But Peter was also a man who messed up. Father, I pray in Jesus' name to help us begin to realize that we're afraid of our past and we need to give it to you. Father, I help us to realize we're afraid of the crowd, what others may think. But God, I pray in Jesus' name, begin to heal our mindset to help us to become spheres of influence to all those that are around us. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, you begin to drop individuals in our hearts and our minds that we need to bring them to the avenue next week. Individuals in our hearts and our minds, we need to text right now to encourage them. To say, I am for you, not against you. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, individuals in our hearts right now, drop it into our hearts and our spirits of those that we need to say, I, will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? I always tell a story, and keep your heads out, eye closed, but met an uh, amazing woman. She was all that. She was crazy. She was loud. She was fun. My kind of people. She got invited to a church and gave her heart to Jesus Christ. Her entire world was thrown upside down. I've shared this before cuz it's powerful. And she told me that every week she would go to a place to get her hair did, get her nails done. But after she found Christ and found freedom, she went back to that same place and recognized someone that went to that church she grabbed a hold of them and said, why did you never tell me about Jesus? Why did you never give me that freedom? And when I heard that, I said, God, forgive me. Forgive me if there's anyone in my life, in my sphere of influence, that I could simply invite them to a life-giving church called Avenue. If I could simply invite them to freedom in Christ Jesus. If you're here today, maybe if you've ever had, every head but every eye closed, you might say, my life is a wreck without God. I once was on fire for him. Or maybe you're here today and you said, you know, I'm stuck in my past. I've never encountered this man named Jesus. Maybe you said, I once was on fire, but I've grown cold. I want to encourage you today to say, Jeremy, will you pray a prayer with me? Will you help me take my first step into knowing who God is? Will you help me pray a prayer today to allow him to come into my heart and allow him to blot out my sins until I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus? If that is you, will every single person in this house, can we all just do it over again? Can we all have a fresh start today? With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want everyone to say this prayer out loud. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me right where I am, that today I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. Blot out my sins. Oh, dear God, destroy my sins. Wipe them away clean and be Lord of my life. You were raised for me. Now raise me to new life. Today. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am brand new in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you, if you prayed that prayer, raise your hand and say, come on, I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer for the first time. Give God a praise. Come on. I see that. Come on.